This is episode number 128 with Nicole Lappin. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. up everyone thank you guys so much for coming back on the school of greatness podcast excited about today's guest her name is nicole lappin and she is known for being the youngest anchor ever at cnn and then going on to claim the same title at cnbc where she anchored worldwide exchange and contributed to morning joe and the today show Nicole has also served as an anchor and special correspondent for Bloomberg TV. She regularly appears as a financial expert on CNN, Entertainment Tonight, and talk shows, including the Wendy Williams Show. Lappin is also an accredited investment fiduciary and has a personal finance book called Rich Bitch Right Now. Very excited about this. I've had a lot of fun connecting with Nicole over the last uh, months got introduced for a mutual friend, James Altucher, who's been on the show a number of times. And we talk about a lot of the stuff from her book today and also some of the stories that she shared learning about money, kind of being thrown in the fire uh, with her job, having to learn about it, having to learn the language about it, and then having to take control of her own finances and really get control with it. So I'm very excited to bring her on and let her dive in and talk about what it means to be a rich bitch. So without further ado, let's bring on Nicole Lappin. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit u.s restaurants and gas stations that's the powerful backing of american express Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. Welcome back everyone to the School of Greatness podcast. Very excited today because I've got a new friend on, Nicole Lappin, making it happen. Yeah, What's baby. Going on? What's going on? <laughs> I'm excited because we got connected through mutual friends, James Alvisher, who's a really smart guy. 
And super uh, smart guy, great you, hair. How long have you known him? <laughs> Man, maybe like five, six years. I put him on my show on CNBC all yeah. the time. Did you? Because he caused like trouble. This- the hair caused trouble. Everything about him caused trouble. Yeah. We had so much fun on TV. It should have been illegal. Nice. For sure. Nice. For five years or for, this was five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. Gotcha. Best right. five years of my life. <laughs> knowing James Altucher. <laughs> You've got a new book out called Rich Bitch. And yeah, it's baby. a simple 12-step plan for getting your financial life together finally. Now, I'm excited about this because I'm all about learning how to master money. Because I feel like it's one of the most important things in our lives that no one really figures out how to do until it's too late. They don't teach us in elementary school or high school or college. Even if you take finance classes, they don't teach you really how to master and manage your money. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. We can learn about macroeconomics and bonds and yields and spreads and all these fancy things. And you don't know how to balance your checkbook. Uh It's bananas. And that's what happened to me. I grew up in an immigrant family, didn't have the Wall Street Journal on the kitchen counter, never talked about stocks or bonds or any of that. And, um, you know, I never learned it in school. So Mm. I was pretty clueless growing up. I had a boyfriend in high school who said he wanted to be a hedge fund manager. And I thought he wanted to be in gardening. No way. (laughs) Yes way. (laughs) That happened. So I was like smiling and nodding through these conversations, which I think a lot of women do because it was really intimidating, made me break out into hives. Mm, Because it's all these like big words. You don't know what it means. And you're trying to understand, but I still don't understand half this stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's like a language, like anything yes. else. And that's what I really realized. A foreign language. Yeah. A very foreign language. And then when you start to speak that language, you feel like you're speaking Chinese in your own country. That's yes. what happened to me when I started on the floor of a stock exchange when I was 18. I like had to learn the language really quickly. And when I realized that it was just like learning a language, I could join this conversation and I felt so empowered. Wow. Interesting. Now, was your family, did your parents teach you about money at all? Or just cash. Did they, cash just money, cash, baby. Just cash. Did they have the language down or was it No, more... not even close. They were immigrants. So uh-huh. I'm first generation American. Wow. And where are you guys from? Israel. Okay. So it was like all cash all the time, which wow. sounds like really gangster. Like no credit cards. It's really like cool. right. paying cash, everything. Paying cash. Pay our cars, our house. Totally. Wow. And so I didn't have a debit card. Um, and I was like that girl who was awkward uh, when I went out to dinner with girlfriends who had to either write a check or I know. Wow. <laughs> I was that nerd. It was that nerd girl. Like when I first went to college and this whole internet thing was new, I needed to get a flight to Chicago. I went to Northwestern and I wanted to buy an e-ticket because that was like all the rage. But right. I couldn't because I didn't have a debit card. So I had to like roll up to the ticket counter with no a way. bunch of cash. Yeah. I was like that. How old were you? Maybe terrorist person. <laughs> <laughs> like, are maybe. you joking me? I mean, I was going to school and, um, you know, at that point... I said, enough is enough. This is ridiculous. Um, you know, I need to take control of learning this language and yeah. take control of my life and my finances. You know, I feel like, I don't even know if I've, there's still so much to learn about money. And, you know, I'm 31, I'm going to be 32 in March. And I feel like every year I, I feel more and more uneducated. The more I learn about it, I'm like, gosh, there's still so much more to learn about investing and managing and you know what do i buy what do i put my money in where does it go who do i trust who do i listen to on tv what are they saying there's just so much happening um that it seems overwhelming 
And this book you wrote, is it specifically geared towards women or is it who's it geared towards specifically? Well, you are our honorary male rich bitch. Yes. <laughs> if you can deal with the stories. Rich of, bastard. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, if you can deal with the stories of my ex-boyfriends and, uh-huh. you know, all of my girl talk, uh, because I do have a lot of confessions in there. They're called mm. confessions of a rich bitch, mm. where I talk about my personal stories, warts and all. Like, I get really real because for so long I was an anchor on CNN, CNBC, Bloomberg. Like, I was reporting on the biggest financial story of our time, but I was never, you know, able to be authentic and be real and to say, here's all the ways I messed up and please laugh at me. Why weren't you able to talk about that? You know, because I was really reporting about a financial crisis. I was reporting Mm. the news. I was, it wasn't about me and it wasn't supposed to be about me. Um, But I think when I realized that my stories could you know, help my former self, that girl who was like, yeah, gardening, yeah, dude. Um, Then I felt really um, inspired to Mm. sort of get real, get naked. It's like Mm. I talk about financial dieting being like a regular diet that you, you know, allow yourself small indulgences and you won't binge later on. And I think the best actual diet and you will forget more than I will ever know about that, is to only eat when you are sitting in front of the mirror naked because then you <laughs> won't wow. eat the chocolate cake. So when do you spend money or that's money? <laughs> well, I think it's about looking at yourself in, in using that analogy. It's sort of like looking at your financial situation mm. naked. Like you need to see it um, for what it really is in order to take control of it. That's why the first step, borrowing from our, my friends at other 12-step programs, is admit you have a problem. Mm. Do we all have a problem? We all have problems. I have more issues than Vogue. So you will see, you will see that in one. that book for sure. Interesting. Okay. So admit you have a problem that what? That you don't understand the language, that you're not set up uh, effectively. What's the what's the problem have, usually for most we people? We all have different issues. And I overspending created, or Yeah. I mean, we've I've been there. I got myself in five thousand dollars of debt when I first moved to Atlanta when I started yeah. at CNN because I needed new clothes, obviously. You needed the department or the right. car or whatever. Yeah. And you can't cut back on that and then it costs more to move and you know that cycle. It just snowballs out of control. So I've been there. Like I know what it's really like. And I went to mm. the school of hard knocks, which is the best school of, of them all. Yeah, baby. <laughs> my favorite alma mater. <laughs> uh, so, like you know, I, I wanted to keep it real and say, like, this seems like it's a closed off boys club. Mm. this like money world. Understanding money and making right. money, investing. And- but I was in that club. Mm-hmm. And while it feels like, you know, there are velvet ropes out front, you can't get in. Like, I was in there. And I'm here to tell you it's not that serious. And oh. if learning from my issues might help other folks sort of confront their own, You know, I created a 12-step program where you can read them all consecutively or you can jump around depending on what your issues might be. I like the Choose Your Own Adventure books when I was little. Yeah. You remember those? So that's kind of how I I didn't read, but I understand (laughs) what you're talking about. I didn't read when I was a kid, though. I couldn't. It's kind of like Sex in the City meets like a financial book. That's right. It's like Skinny Bitch for Money. There you go. Yeah, it's cool. There's like these bitch tips and confessions of a rich bitch. I really wanted to keep it real and and try to say that money isn't and shouldn't be compartmentalized into like feeling like your checkbook. Right. It should, you know, go back to every part of your life 
I realized being a news anchor that every story goes back to money. So I wanted to follow the money trail of your life. Mm. And when you realize that your love life goes back to money in the end of the day, your fun goes back to money. Your you, freedom. Yeah. Or your feelings on freedom That's or right. your emotions or your stress levels, a lot of things. Your career. It really yeah. goes uh, back to your hopes, dreams, and goals. And wow realizing that you're going to need money for that. Interesting. Now, when I was learning to salsa dance back in 2006, I think it was about 2006, I was living above a jazz club uh, that had salsa dancing once a week. And I went down there and I was committed to become the best white salsa dancer that I could be. And I went down there and for three months, I trained and studied and had group classes and I did private lessons and I watched YouTube videos and practiced in front of my mirror by myself like I was dancing with a girl. It was a little weird. But I remember the moment when I felt like I actually understood the language of salsa dancing because it was a complete foreign language. It was like speaking Chinese. And I remember the moment when I like it finally clicked and I was fluent. It was like, I understand salsa, how Can to speak the language. Can you please stand up and do some salsa <sighs> for the love of God? <laughs> What's salsa dance afterwards? Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, but I remember the moment that it clicked. Do you remember the moment where it's the language clicked for you, where you're like, I'm starting to get it. This all makes sense. And... I want everyone else to understand this language. Yeah, it was when I was on the floor of the Chicago Merck, for sure. It was, um, you know, when I could answer back to all these guys mm. on the floor. Like, the, it was a locker room down there. The guys did not care. You know, if you were doing a live report on TV, they would pick you up and move you. Really? It was like their world and you were just paying rent in it. Um, you know, there's part of the book, too, that talks about the first time you knew you made it. So I finished a show with AOL that I sold called I'll Never Forget My First. Where for me, my jam is kind of business money with a little innuendo uh -huh. just you know to make it more entertaining because for me i love it i think it's so interesting but for a lot of folks it feels boring so i wanted to jazz it up and make it more entertaining and say you know this can't like shark tank undercover boss great business shows i think cake boss is a great business uh -huh. show i wanted to be accessible for the first time so with i'll never forget my first i, I talked to power women about the first time they knew they made it Haha, ha, sneak attack. You think you're gonna like click on it and get that other first sexy time? We talked about that too. But for me, it was important to celebrate those career milestones too. So my first time was when I could buy avocados for the first time, um, and I was like, God, I knew I made it because avocados you could were buy really avocados. expensive. Yeah, wow. Avocados are like two fifty, and so I would always just working my way up through my career, like not be able to buy wow. avocados. And so when I could, I was like. Oh, because it was like a luxury for you. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like a meal. It was like yeah. this extra thing. My best friend, Nicole, her her name is also Nicole. Um, she says, and I write this in the book, that uh, her first time was when she could valet park her car. Because when she was paying off her student loans, she had to walk like all the way to the club. Oh, man. And like you realize you appreciate those little moments. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen, her first time was when she didn't have to mix water with the little bits of shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Oprah was when she could buy linens for the first time. Some yeah. celebrities are when they are on SNL or if they're in a crossword puzzle. So it can be like little things like an avocado or as big as a house. But I think it's also important to celebrate you know, those moments you knew you made it in your career, in your life. Interesting. So what is it about... Once people know the problem, what is the next step for people after they know they have an issue with money? Maybe they're not saving well. Maybe they're overspending. Maybe they're just have no clue what's happening. Maybe they're like, oh, my parents take care of my money or I've got someone to look at that. I never look at it because I don't want to deal with it. 
what is something people can do to start being responsible? Like, what's the first thing to own their money? I think the first thing you should do after admitting you have a problem or like assessing your situation mm -hmm. real and straight up is coming up with your goals in three aspects of your life. I call them the three F's. I like F words. Mm. So fun, finance, and family. And I sat down for the first time when I was getting my financial life together and did my one, three, five, seven, ten year goals in each of them. And for, they actually have to be compatible in areas you don't necessarily think about. So like you can't what? be a trauma surgeon in the finance part of your life and also be a stay-at-home mom in the family part. Like they actually have to work together. And so once you have a cohesive narrative for your life, uh, studies have shown that women who come up with a plan, but also reserve the right to change that plan. And I've changed my plan sure. many Being times, flexible. Yeah, right, yeah. are more likely to succeed because you can actually answer the most simple question, but the one that used to give me so much anxiety, which was, what do you want to do? I used to- With your life home or- and ha, yeah. It's like elevator pitch, go. And once you can actually create a cohesive sentence for that, yeah. you feel a lot more in control. You don't feel like everything's so chaotic. It's always a very interesting conversation when I'm talking to my girlfriend and I say, what do you want for dinner? And she just says, I don't know. What do know. you want? Constantly. What do you it's want? It's the what do you want game. Just tell me what you want to eat and we'll <laughs> pick a place. Oh my gosh. But I think there's a challenge. I think most women have this where they don't know specifically what in their life. They have like these ideas, but they're not like clear. Maybe it's about, right. maybe I'm generalizing it, but- about money, usually, if I ask someone, like, what do you want with your money life? Like, they have no clue. It's so How do you even know what you want? No, like, it's, how do you it's find coming out what up you with want? small goals mm. for each of those aspects. So also allowing yourself to have fun and, you know, yeah. factoring that in. Because a financial diet, like I said, is like a regular diet. Mm. And think of it like a spending plan. It sounds better. It feels better instead of talking spending about it like plan, a that's budget, good, yeah. right? So it's like an spend. eating plan. Yeah. <laughs> but like you're allowing yourself to spend money on extras so you don't binge later on. Right. Like you're keeping yourself on track. You're not feeling deprived. Mm -hmm. You're you're feeling, you know, because then you'll just go out and buy a pair of shoes or whatever. You feel like you can't spend any on. money. That's right. And yeah. that's the worst because you want to come up with something that's sustainable. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, in networking, which is your jam. Our, our jam. <laughs> our jam. Bam. Um, <laughs> you know, it's also important to stop the what do you want to do or where do you want to go game? Like when you are reaching out to contacts too, even if you have nothing to do all day long and for the rest of the week and you're reaching out to someone you want to network with, come up with specific times and places. Like of be course. very specific. So like- oh, When you want to meet them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. How's Tuesday at 2.30 or Wednesday yeah. at 4? Even if yeah. you're just like sitting- your ass on the couch all day long, then come up with like a specific thing. So this exactly. whole back and forth game can stop. It can spend like hours of your day just emailing people back and forth, figuring out times to yeah. meet. It's crazy when yeah. we could just jump on the phone and talk. But yeah, I always like to give two options, a morning one day and then an afternoon the next day. I'm sure sounds like you do as well. So I think that works well. Well, it just cuts the, cuts the BS It out. does, yeah. I like it. You have these like, what are they called? The myths that you bust, right? Yeah, I'm a myth buster. <laughs> You've been like on the show. To, that's right. I like to <laughs> debunk, debunk yes. myths. Yes. Sorry. Conventional financial wisdom. Okay. Here's the deal. So women, I think, will talk about everything. I say blowjobs and diarrhea before we talk about money. Okay? I like I'm it. saying. I like it. This is just a little preview of what you'll be expecting <laughs> when you get in the book. into it, bitch. 
And so for me, it was really important to help young women specifically rethink conventional financial wisdom and start thinking for yourself because you hear like this peanuts gallery thing, like wah, 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 my house, wah, 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 get invested in 401k, wah, 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 wah. And it's like, uh-huh. ah, I want to blow my brains out because, you know, it, it feels like this whole austerity thing where you have to stock up on water, curl in the fetal position, go in your basement and wait for doomsday. And no, it doesn't need to be that way. So I wanted to prove that there could be another way that it's, you know, that a 401k might be for you or buying a house might be for you, but it's not for everyone. And the, the point of that saying that not everyone should invest in a 401k is just that not everything in finance is for everyone. There's no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when the first time I, decided I wanted to be vegetarian like my family ate meat for my whole life and finally I was like do you have to eat me I don't feel like eating mm. meat so like there's a moment where you like start to you question said, everything yeah where you start saying okay I understand enough of this and you know the conventional financial wisdom is cool for some people but maybe not for me mm. and like you know there's this new normal of people starting podcasts exactly (laughs) you know entrepreneurialism is a big winner of the recession that we talked about before and so it's not the american dream it's your dream and it's Mm. your destiny it's Mm. about taking your life by the balls obviously Mm -hmm. and it's you know vagina wherever you want to grab it just grab it (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's about you know saying that um i know the rules and i know how to break them okay Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this, assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. So speak to me about buying a home since you talked about that. I've been thinking about it for the last year, but I haven't really like researched enough. I moved to Los Angeles and part of me is like, okay, I've got some money that I can play with if I want to have a home or should I reinvest in my business? Why or why shouldn't you buy a home? You should buy a home because you want a home. Not you for an investment. Not ever buy a home for an investment. Yeah. And it, it, it's a joke. I Unless mean, it's like your business is flipping homes, maybe. Like that's yeah, your then go company. on HGTV, be a house flipper yeah, yeah. star. I've had a friend who's going to flip my house, awesome. flip his house. Yeah. That's awesome for him. And, and he makes a lot of money in his that's business. That's great yeah. for him. And he is an expert in that. And he will yes. forget more than I will ever know about that. Yes. But for everyone else who thinks, like, oh, buying a house is great such a investment. great investment. Or my grandma bought a house for 50 grand and now it's worth 350 grand well guess what your grandma is 80 years old and, years ago right <laughs> and there's this little thing called inflation which is the reason yeah. that movie tickets when we were younger Six were bucks or right five bucks. and now it's 15 dollars or whatever so Nuts. that's like inflation and people forget about that little bugger called inflation and so a time adjusted the largest study ever done over the last hundred years um for housing showed that it barely beat inflation and the money that you put wow. in to a house like remember look in the mirror you will be your landlord if there's termites like that's you gotta deal to with you. it right and that's a lot of money exactly. to invest in and constantly fixing things i'll tell you what i love renting because the stuff is always fixed that's right and it's always done and it's done on time and i wouldn't only imagine i'm like gosh this guy is putting so much money into this and there's always some type of fix up or homeowners associate fees or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's like twelve hundred bucks a month just to like have valet or right. whatever. You're just like, man. The lawn. Everything. Snow removal, depending everything. on where you live. It's crazy. Okay. So something breaks. Yeah. So adjusted for inflation barely beats inflation over time. So don't think of it as an investment. Think of it like if you want to live in a house and you're gonna stay there for dream. the rest of your life yeah. and you're gonna be like an old man in that house, then great, get a house. Mm -hmm. But don't be delusional and think of it as yeah. a good investment because it's not. Yeah. You might get lucky and maybe like your market goes up or whatever and then you sell it a few years later and make a little bit of money. But or it could go the other way. Or it could go the other way. Or you could use that in, you know, that chunk of money that you have for down payment, I'm assuming that you're thinking about. And, you know, think of the opportunity cost of that course. you could be losing by reinvesting in yourself. Exactly. And, you know, making more podcasts. Your business, exactly. More yeah. school of great. <laughs> exactly. And who knows, that pays dividends later on. Maybe you could get a bigger house. Exactly. I because like you've that. invested in yourself. What are some of the other myths that you demystify? I think the biggest financial myth is don't buy your morning latte, which makes me crazy. What? Why not buy your morning latte? Well, oh, that's I, a myth. Yeah, I think it's a myth because you know so many financial Save the six experts. Six bucks a day because over the right. over the year you'll be three thousand yeah. dollars or whatever. Whatever it costs, I don't know what kind of 
like triple <laughs> venti, blah, blah, lots that you're buying, but like, yeah, 1500 to $2,500 a year. So most financial experts, and yeah, I'm doing like the little the quotes. things, um, Air quotes. say, don't like cut out your morning latte, go make your coffee in the morning. I think yeah. that's crazy town USA because you have to think of yourself as someone who has billable hours like mm -hmm. an attorney even yeah. if you're making minimum wage your time is money exactly. your time is valuable even if you're making $10 an hour 30 minutes in the morning you're spending $5 fussing with a filter yeah. um, getting you know like you could have used that $5 for that latte gotten to work earlier yeah. had a pep in your step been happier and worked harder to get maybe a bonus that would have trumped that $1,500 exactly. or $2,500 that other financial experts quotes, so there, yeah. say you would have saved by just making your coffee. And it's just like the energies put into doing those things. Like I talk about coffee, but I also talk about, you know, we're in New York City. When I lived here, I would put my laundry in a bag and just drop it off next door and have it done. And it would save me three hours of time, you know, for 12 bucks. And for me, it's worth doing those little things that are like little luxuries whether it's buying your coffee or getting laundry done or whatever it may be, having someone run errands for you to save you the time and the energy to then create more and make more. Time is money. Right? Yeah. You, time is the only thing you can't buy. That's it. Man. Okay. So I think it's about, yeah, investing in yourself. That's going to pay dividends later on. Allowing yourself small indulgences. Allowing yourself to feel you know, satisfied in whatever that is, whether mm. it's a latte or a yoga class or a yeah, salsa yeah. class or, right, or, a trip or whatever, or whatever yeah. as long as you put it in your spending plan, it's accounted for. It's about yeah. board. That's what I've learned from those so many CEOs that I've talked to um, who've run major companies. And, you know, if they decide that they're going to have cupcake day on Friday, like it's in the budget, it's accounted for. Yeah. So it's above board. You can go buy cupcakes. You don't have to sneak it. Mm. So find that small indulgence, whatever that is, and put it in your budget so you can plan for it and it's all good. I like it. I like it. I do a lot of automatic saving. I have a lot of extra money that I just like. In the, well, I should say I should reframe it this way. When I'm in New York, <laughs> automatic in my. When I'm in New York, <laughs> when I'm in New York, I feel like I spend two hundred dollars just walking outside because there's always like a agree. I want to get a nice green juice. I want to get good food, healthy organic food. You know, I pick up whatever. And I'd never feel guilty because I know that I have all my money going into automatic accounts in every savings Good. that I have into my 401k, into my insurance plans, into everything. It's like my savings, it's all filled up to the max. And then I do more accounts. So I'm like, whatever That's I have awesome. left over, it's like I never feel guilty about spending. But I don't really buy things in the first place. I buy like good food. And green juice. And sometimes like brownies. I'm all about it. <laughs> it's okay. You got your carbon credit with your, with your green juice. Exactly. It's a total yes. offset. Um, um, do you recommend this, having I these automatic systems in place so you don't have to think about it? Because I don't even think about it Not anymore. only do I recommend it, but I'm obsessed with it. Okay. What's your favorite sub-savings account? Sub savings account. Let's nerd out a little. Now you're you're talking a different language. Now sub. So what is it? What do you mean? Like uh, okay. So for me, not only do I do automatic into savings, but uh -huh. I create little buckets. Okay, gotcha. Called gotcha. sub savings accounts. for like for like a trip or for like a house That's or right. like a diamond ring or whatever maybe. <laughs> Start to talk about. <laughs> Or like a broken iPhone fund, which you. is like typically what I, you know, I'm a klutz. I drop my iPhone probably on average twice a year. Wow. And, you know, when people say to me, listen, Lappin, like I've gone through your plan. I set up my savings plan. I accounted for my essentials, end game and extras, which are the three E's. I'm all about alliteration. End but game. End game. Uh -huh. uh, extras. 
and mm. essential. So essential should be 70% of your gross monthly income. Um, end game, like retirement, what you want to do with your life, uh-huh. and extras, the latte, the salsa class, whatever. But they say, I did all that, but my car got towed. How would I know my car got towed? So everything like spiraled out of control. And yeah. I say, my friend, like you could have probably predicted <laughs> shit's going to happen. Yeah. Like shit is going to happen. And sometimes it happens like one after another. Like uh-huh. the time when I backed my car out of the garage and busted my mirror off. And then I did the, the exact same thing like wow. two weeks later. It seriously happened. With an iPhone, like normally that could throw you off budget. But I know... That I'm a klutz. So I put money into my I broken iPhone account. Before so, you need it. Right. Oh so it's gosh. in there. I put in like, you know, so I have about $200 a year in this account and it doesn't throw me off. Tell me some other myths that uh, you debunk. Wills are for rich people. Make a damn will. Wills, like get, wills are rich for rich people? People think that. People think I don't need a will. Do you have a will, Lewis? I believe I do. What do you mean you believe you do? I believe I do. <laughs> Uh, it's a yes or no question. It's not a believe. Actually, I'm not sure if I have a will yet, but I know that I have um, a beneficiary for like everything. Okay, so but it's that's not, not like will. it's not a will, but I feel like. Do you have money? Yeah, so I need we to have one. So I need to have so a will. You need a will. Okay, educate me. It's it's what else? Right, do I, what else do I need? What else do I need? It's all like Donkey Kong. So I don't need to buy a house. I need to get a will. Yes. What else do I need? You buy your green <laughs> buy your green juice. It's gonna be okay. What else do I need? <laughs> Um, what's your, what's your retirement situation all about? Do you I've have, got, I've got a lot of money saved up and I put so much money Are you investing away. in it? Yeah. Where are you investing? Well, I've got, <laughs> let me think about it. I've got. It's not a trick question, dude. Yeah, I know. I've got it in like different buckets. I've got investing <laughs> in like, I'm investing in stocks. I'm investing in funds. I've got a, a, a fund that I'm investing a lot of money into I've got investment in um, my 401k. I've got an investment in, there's something else. I forget the name of it. It's wow, something it like, like you really love I'm not it. that educated. <laughs> yeah. What do you feel like it should be the main investments outside of, so you don't think about 401k or you do like 401k? Well, do you have a 401k? Yeah. And I, you do. I have a 401k and I so max it out. 401k. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. What about an IRA? I have that, but I can't put money into it anymore. Why are you Because I make, I make well, too much money. Um, you, you can, there's a legal, um, little loophole where you can, um, get into a Roth IRA by putting money into a IRA and then the very same day rolling it over. I don't know why it is legal, <laughs> but it exists and that's a way to kind of get around Okay. system. So you should just, you know, have as many sort of buckets, which is your I favorite like I, word. <laughs> I think it's good. No, I think people should realize that, you know, even if you don't have an accountant, even if you don't have a CPA mm-hmm. hanging out with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> investing is not for rich people. And that the only way to grow wealth is to invest. And that yes. we talked about inflation earlier on. It's, um, you know, let's call it 3% a year. Uh-huh. You know, if you put your money in savings, even if you think you're doing a great job with all your savings and your sub-savings accounts, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get 1%. That doesn't mm. even you know, account for inflation. So like what you could buy in a few years will not be the same. Like you're actually losing money. So the only way to really make your money grow is through investments. What are the best investments then? I think if you want to start with baby steps, you know, Mm -hmm. think about mutual funds, think about index funds. Index funds is supposed to be low, low cost index funds. It's basically like where you're buying everything within an index, which do you know what? Yeah, yeah. Like well, I've heard mutual funds actually are 
not what you should be investing in because of the fees uh, are very high. But maybe you can educate me on this. But I was reading Tony Robbins' book and he was talking about how index funds is what you should be investing in. Yes. As opposed to mutual funds. It depends. Like there's, again, I love Tony. He's awesome. But it, I don't care. Like there's no one size fits right, all right, answer right. for everyone. Like I don't know your so particular you financial you. situation. Maybe like mutual funds is a way for you to go because, you know, what's great about mutual funds is that it gives you more leverage as part of like a, a whole fund to get into stuff that you wouldn't have access to if you were buying yourself. Like you couldn't get into Berkshire Hathaway on your own. Gotcha. Like the power of a fund can give you exposure to a ton of cool stuff for not a lot of money. So like maybe that's a that's a better way for you. Like I'm not, who am I to judge? Right, so, right, right. you know, and realizing that, you know, even you as a consumer might have a good eye for buying investments like Lululemon, yeah. if you're going to the mall, right? you know, and you think Lululemon is killing it, then like, or Starbucks, or, you know, if you think, if you walk into a coach store and you're like, ah, eh, coach, mm. Mm, they're not doing so well. You know what? Their stock price is actually reflecting that. Right. So trust yourself as like a shopper and consumer, that CPI thing that we talked about in the back of the book, consumer yeah. price index, like consumers account for 70% in the economy. So remember that like, it's not, it's not that serious. Like in the investing sure. world, like don't feel intimidated and feel scared. Sure. Um, because it can be as easy as like loving Lululemon pants and and then putting your money well, bam, there. There you go. It. Talk to me about the mindset of money with women. And we talked about this a little bit, but. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> how does someone like, you know, you talk about it like acknowledging that you have a problem, but how does someone really overcome 20, 30, 40 years of thinking a certain way or always having like their parents take care of it or without paying them, without hiring them to take care of it? Or just never even thinking about it or thinking that money just comes from wherever. Maybe they were entitled. Maybe they just were given money a lot. How does someone shift their mindset and really start thinking of this way of saving, putting in buckets, automating the process when they have never even, again, don't even have this education? It's the biggest thing, actually, that can get people off track. I mean, it's the mores that you've had growing up. Like, mm. you know, it's it's the same thing that, you know... When I was younger, my family ate meat, so I ate meat. That's right. like just how it's always been done. Well, you know what? Until I put my big girl panties on and realized like it wasn't for me. And people get into that trap all the time, whether it's from how their family used to do it, whether it, like in your family, your dad got a new lease on a new car like every few years. So that's how you're predisposed to think. Or your mom got a new dress every time she went mm -hmm. out. Like cause that's just the way it's always been done. Or y'all went to like out to dinner on every Tuesday night. So you need to go out to dinner Tuesday night, like yeah. grow up. And also a lot of times after women are getting out of relationships, like you can fall into that trap too. Well, date night was every Saturday night. So like we have to go out. Like, okay, no, it's not always every Saturday night. Like it doesn't, there's nothing always that needs to be. It's like what you decide for your life is how it needs to be. Do you ever feel like you're going to stop learning about money? Never. Do you feel like it's, when you stop learning, you should die. That's true. Yeah. But do you feel like there's a moment where you've got to f figure it out or is there always going to be a new thing? Because it seems like when it comes down to simple investing and saving, it's pretty basic once you understand all the crazy madness. It's like, okay, here's what you need to do. It becomes easier, right? So is there ever going to be thing, like a time in the future where like, okay, now actually I'm going to do something different or there's like this new funding thing or savings plan? Like it seems like it's going to always be very simple. There's just different jargon or terms or plans that will come out, right? Well, I think every story goes back to money. So yeah, there's always different Every funds. story? Is that what you said? Every story. Absolutely. That's, I mean, 
that's how I like follow the money trail of mm. every story, whether I go on Entertainment Tonight to talk about the business of Hollywood or yeah. Wendy Williams to talk about, you know, saving money. I think, you know, you can follow the money trail of every single story. And that's why I think, you know, the topic of money is so interesting is because it just doesn't have to do with mutual funds and index funds and all that stuff, which it does. And yes, there'll always be some new innovation, but it's also like weird ways to make money, which I love is like the new share economy idea, like yeah. renting out your dog. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. poor dog talked about earlier <laughs> for your friend you can rent it out yeah <laughs> or rent your tent or you know put your house on airbnb or you know etsy story talk about i think right totally yeah and, you know and there's cool new ways to make money like you want to be a referee you want to be a blogger you want to be like i just find it so interesting that this like fun employment movement with so many young women and boys too <laughs> like you want to be an alpaca farmer great go be yeah. an alpaca farmer you want to start a chocolate shop great there's like this amazing Amazing entrepreneurial spirit. It's has, like you can do anything you want. Yeah. But, you know, at some point, like I'm all about fake it till you make it. Like I had a fake yeah. assistant, a fake yeah. Gmail assistant for sure. Really? I talk about that. And you were yeah. doing, you were replying, but it was like. Yeah, it was Dorothy. Wow. I know. I know. Well, I mean, there's certain like, you know, fake it till you make it that you have to do until you have to get real and realize like, I think there's a little bit of um, an entrepreneur in all of us are uh -huh. always like, well, what if? And I think for me, it's also about talking to women, especially that, you know, you can be entrepreneurial, even if you work for somebody else, even if you're in a big company, you can be entrepreneurial. You're the business of you. Like right. if you were work at, at a coffee shop and you want to be the best barista ever, like you could go and pitch yourself to there's Haro, which is help a reporter out, which uh -huh. is a site, like you could get some press. Yep. Like, own that. So I think it's about like embracing this entrepreneurial spirit, but then also being like, okay, do I have three to six months of savings? Do I have health insurance? Like, am I keeping up with my contacts just in case like shit doesn't go as planned? Right, right, right. Like, can I go back? Um, so all these questions that like you should ask before you go out and do it. I think what's amazing is that being an entrepreneur has become easier than ever before. So much easier. You can get a business card at Staples that says, Lewis House. You don't even need a business card. You don't need a business card. You just card. get Twitter. <laughs> totally. Right? Or about.me. Exactly. Um, and you've got a lot of examples in the book about how to make extra money. Yeah. Which I like because it's very like how to be creative and how to do things on the side. Even when you feel like you have a full-time job and you can't make more money, mm -hmm. you don't know how to, there's some great examples. And I think the best way to save is actually just to make more. I think that's exactly right. It's one of my to, biggest mantras. It's like right? stop focusing and killing yourself on nickel and diming yourself. If you make more money, guess what? You don't need to save as exactly. much money. It's yeah. genius. Why are people not able to make more money? Or why are they stuck in those mindset of like, I don't have the time or you know, I'm already working 50, 60 hours a week and we've got a family. How am I going to make more money? Why do you think people are stuck in that? I think, you know, it's a... Going back to the idea of investing in yourself. And even yeah. if you are trying to start a new business or you want to be like the best alpaca farmer ever and like just burn your bra and leave your job, um, you know, try something a little bit on the side because realizing you don't like something is almost just as important as realize you do like something. Um, so sort of get it out of your system. Um, if you want to be the best handball athlete ever yeah. like maybe you don't want to do that full-time but you're trying it right exactly. so as you're going and so maybe you do want to say like f the podcast world like i'm out everybody's gonna be really sad mm. obviously sad. um but you're at least you know like you're you're trying out something that you had you know burning in you exactly. and i think that's a really important lesson for folks who are dabbling with mm 
going out and starting their own business or starting their own thing. Yeah. Because yeah, it is easier now than ever before. So start your own URL, start your own anything. It's like, it's a blessing and a curse. It's so easy now. I mean, I feel like I'm just so grateful because I don't know what I'd be doing right now if I had to work a job. And I don't think, I feel like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, I wouldn't have these options that I have right now. Like there would be no podcast, there would be no online business, there would be no, you know, it wouldn't be this easy to write a book. It's so much easier to do things now more than ever. And it's like there's no excuses for people yeah. to make money. Can you imagine you would have to do your own laundry? Right? Crazy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> My heart is bleeding for you. I've this. actually been, do- I've been, in, I've been in New York City all month and I've been actually doing my laundry. Who does your laundry? <laughs> the little man down the street? No, my, assist- my assistant. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Lewis. Good to be Lewis. Uh, you know, I work hard. Yeah, you I work do. hard for no, things I want. It. I'm very no, clear no. on what I want and I'm clear on the way aside, I want my life to, to, to be. I'm all about it. I feel the If I don't want to have to cook or clean or do laundry or run errands or own it. Yeah. Then your, why should I? Your time is more valuable. The ROI exactly. on you creating another podcast exactly. or you going and taking a meeting. Like it's could you more value more than money. thirty yeah. minutes of or sixty minutes of laundry? Or green juicing, for sure. And exactly. That's, that's messy. And yeah. it takes forever to clean up. I agree. You don't want to get I'd rather just make more party. money. And get some little green juice man to come over to your house and juice it for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or just go Sign buy a bunch of bottles at the right. store. Done. <laughs> I love it. So when people go through the 12-step plan, what's next for them? Do you have online resources? Do you have worksheets for people afterwards? Is there for sure. a website? Whole budgeting tool, whole everything, a whole bunch of content, a bunch of videos. And all the links um, are inside the book. Inside the book, NicoleLappin.com. It's a good site. And realizing, you know, that your whole body is your business. Your home is your business. Like it goes, it touches so many aspects of your life that you don't feel like is money conversation. Yeah. But it all comes back to money. Take care of yourself. For sure. What kind of food you're buying. Your health comes back to money. Yeah. Vegetables are going to be more, you know, cheaper than any packaged thing Mm. you could buy. Um, You know, making sure your home is like your sanctuary keeps you more productive. Um, Working out, all that stuff. Um, I want to ask you about relationships and money. Because even though you have an ebook out about this, isn't that like the, one of the biggest issues in relationships is money? For sure. Over anything else. Over laundry, over taking care of kids. <laughs> Green juice. Anything. Sick dogs. It why? is money. Why? Because people lie to each other about money. Why? And what I, do they lie about? How much debt they have, who they owe. Um, you know, I think being straight up about all of it, there's, you know, sort of a trend i want to say of relationships not working out because of people's student debt um like there was a woman that i counseled who was like a brilliant um young woman who had a hundred thousand dollars of debt and she met this great guy and he was like i'm sorry i'm out like i don't want to take that oh, on it's so tough though like if you've got a hundred thousand dollars or three hundred or four right. some like doctors have like three four hundred thousand like, how do you take that on? It's a, it's almost like a burden that you bring on just by being in a relationship with someone. And I don't hate him for it, actually. It's hard. Yeah, I I mean, when I get my when I got my financial life together, like I don't know if I would want to take on somebody else's and and take a few steps back. So how does someone deal with that, or how does someone navigate through that process? Because what if you're fully committed or love someone, but it's like, are you fall in love and you can't help it? Do you just not be in a relationship because of their debt? 
I don't, it's up, it's your choice. Like that is all you, but they're big considerations that sometimes mess up, you know, things that you don't think about, like your love life, like get married, like all of that stuff. And so it's a real consideration right now. And I think that's one of the biggest things when I talk to women that they get right away. It's, it's when you're getting divorced, when your husband dies, like when you need to get your financial life together. I think deep down, you know, we want to be financially independent, but those are the, like the trigger points in women's lives specifically when they're like, Oh, yep, this needs to happen Mm. until then. It's like, okay, later, 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 later. Let's put it off. Man, money can be stressful unless you have it under control. Yes and no. And just realizing that like money is so cultural that like you want good relationships. It's like anything else. You want a good relationship. You don't want to be that weird girl like I was at the ticket counter or like paying with the check at dinner. Like I I didn't want to be that girl. So it didn't have to do with money. It was like a cultural experience, right? Stacks on stacks on stacks. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. A couple questions left for you. I want everyone to make sure they pick up the book, Rich Bitch. We'll have it all linked up on the show notes. We'll tell you guys where to go for that, but you can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, bookstores, everything else. What are you most grateful for recently, Nicole? I'm grateful for you. Okay, what else besides me? My goodness, honestly, and this sounds really cheesy and Pollyanna-ish of me, but I'm really grateful for finally birthing this mm, book. And it's I, a lot. You know, like, I don't need to tell you it's a process. It's a lot. But I had a vision that, like, you know, we could swear when we spoke about money there's no other finance book that Mm. throws down bitch like i do or you know shit or all this stuff like i just talk the way i talk right now in a book because i couldn't find something else that was like that everything Mm. else was like oh my god i'm gonna cry myself to sleep or you know um i i felt like a mission to fill this void and um you know it's a it's a serious topic but like you know, the, the only way to make it resonate is to speak in unconventional sassy, you know. So people can connect with it. Yeah. And get it. Yeah. I like it. And is if it? I had to like be the guinea pig, I'd take it for the team to, you know, <laughs> show all the ways I messed up. My publisher was like, seriously, Nicole, like <laughs> you want to go there? And I'm like, yes. Like as real, as raw as possible. What do you want women to know about money moving forward? Yeah. <sighs> I want them to know that being a rich bitch isn't about having more money than you know what to do with. It's about having confidence and being empowered to live a full, rich life in all aspects of the word. So being Mm. a rich bitch isn't about having bling bling and private jets. It's about living a rich life in, you know, in, in all aspects of what the word rich means. That's interesting. I like that. What is a question or conversation starter that women can apply today when they go out to lunch or dinner with their girlfriends about money? What's something they could say to get them started? How much money do you make? I think it's such an important, basic conversation, but like actually if I knew more about how much my colleagues made, like I would have been much better off when I was negotiating for myself, when I was looking for different jobs, like Mm. more transparency I think is helpful. Why do people not like to talk about that? It's awkward because you feel like you're going to be judged by it. But I think that, you know, more honesty, like floats all boats. We can help each other. Kumbaya. <laughs> we are the world. You think that's the first question they should ask? Like, how much money do you make? Or is there a way to get people into it so it's not as... Foreplay? You want yes. to ease on Give into, the, into I mean, the I mean, I'm all about asking that type of question. I'm just about going there. Yeah. I'm really... I, I think that it's a good conversation starter because you can either be surprised or you could you know, feel like you make the same amount or like, what are you doing then with that money? Like, you know, I think 
Interesting. I like that. What are you doing with your money? Folks don't. Are you saving your money? Do you know what your, how your plan is? If you don't know, you should check out this book I just checked out. It's called Rich Bitch. Well, bam. It'll tell you everything you need to know. I like it. Very cool. Drop the mic. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out, Louis. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, I appreciate you yeah, sharing appreciate you. and for for coming on here. I want to acknowledge you really quickly for taking on this project Thank because you. this is not an easy subject to talk about. It's not an easy subject to master and you've been doing it for the last 12 years plus through your own struggles and struggles mistakes real. and uh you know all this all the interesting stories are in here so if you just want to read something that's interesting about all her struggles check this out but really for being a voice to women who have no clue yeah. what they are doing some of them or for the ones that don't have a clue for being a voice a clear simple concise voice and educating them on how to have complete ownership and responsibility for their money in their life. So I acknowledge you. you for that. Thank, Thank you for that. You. I want to ask you one final question. It's what I ask everyone at the end. Okay. It's what's your definition of greatness? Lewis Howe is a school of greatness. <laughs> Actually, Mama Howe. She is the greatness behind the greatness. She is. She birthed <laughs> the greatness. She is. She's my definition of greatness. <laughs> Do you have another definition or is that your definition? I thought that was the best definition ever. I think it is. I broke records on this podcast. <laughs> I'll tell my mom this. <laughs> awesome. Love me. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. You're <laughs> Thanks again so much, guys, for coming on. Make sure to check out lewishouse.com slash 128. Go pick up this book. If you feel like your finances or your savings are not in order, then make sure to check it out. Learn what she talks about in this book. All the show notes back at lewishouse.com slash 128 with a link back to where you can get the book, where you can connect with Nicole, where you can find her on social media and her website. And you're going to want to make sure to stay connected with Nicole for a long time because she's always got lots of good little nuggets and words of wisdom to share. So thank you guys so much for coming on again. Leave a comment over on the blog over at lewishouse.com slash 128 of what you most took away from this episode. Make sure to subscribe if this is your first time over at the School of Greatness podcast. Leave us a review if you enjoyed this. And I'm so pumped for all of the great episodes we have coming up very shortly. Again, we're doing this three times a week now, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And we've got a lot of great things coming here this entire year. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Thanks again to Nicole for sharing her wisdom. Make sure to check out the show notes, lewishouse.com slash 128. And you guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. Three, two, one, let's go. person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. 
The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.